Allah. Allah. Father of the universe. Father of the universe. Father of love. Father of love. Truth. Truth. Peace. Peace. Freedom. Freedom. And justice. And justice. Allah is my protector. Allah is my protector. My guide. My guide. And my salvation. And my salvation. By night and by day. By night and by day. Through his holy prophet. Through our leaves. All right, Islam Moors, I want to announce that this meeting is now open. This is the Moorish Science Temple of America, Muslim Mission 30, Columbus, Ohio. First and foremost, we always rise, giving the highest praise to the Most High, our Father God Allah. We extend honors to our <clears throat> divine prophet, Noble Drew Ali, for bringing us our divine creed and nationality so that we may learn to love instead of hate. We also extend honors to the forerunner to the prophet, our brother, Marcus Mosiah Garvey, for preparing the way for purity and love. We extend honors to all the Adab Sheiks and all the faithful Moors that make up the grand body of the Moorish Divine National Movement. And we extend honors to the first appointed Supreme Grand Sheik by our prophet, and that's our brother E. Millie Ill. We also extend honors to the current Supreme Grand Sheik and Grand Council of the Moorish Science Temple of America and honors to all the faithful Muslims here on this call today. Islam, uh, Brother Jackson Bay, would you please read our divine constitution and bylaws? Islam Grand Sheikh, I rise giving perfect praise to Allah and honors to the Prophet Drew Ali, honors to our forefathers and foremothers, and honors to the Asiatic nations and the Muslims all over the world. Salvation, Allah, unity, the Moorish Science Temple of America, the divine constitution and bylaws. Act 1, the Grand Sheikh and the Chairman of the Moorish Science Temple of America is empowered to make law and enforce law with the assistance of the Prophet and the Grand Body of the Moorish Science Temple of America. The Assistant Grand Sheikh is to assist the Grand Sheikh in all affairs if he, if he lives according to love, truth, peace, freedom, and justice, and it is known before the members of the Moorish Science Temple of America. Act 2, all meetings are to be open and closed promptly according to the seven in love, truth, peace, freedom, and justice. Friday is our holy day of rest, because on a Friday, the first man was formed in flesh, and on a Friday, the first man departed out of flesh and ascended unto his father God a lot. For that cause, Friday is the holy day for all Muslims all over the world. Act 3, love, truth, peace, freedom, and justice must be proclaimed and practiced by all members of the Morris Science Temple of America. No member is to put in danger or accuse falsely his brother or sister on any occasion at all that may harm his brother or sister because Allah is love. Act 4. All members must preserve these holy and divine laws, and all members must obey the laws of the government, because by being a Moorish American, you are part and partial of the government and must live life accordingly. Act 5. This organization of the Moore Science Temple of America is not to cause any confusion or to overthrow the laws and constitution of the said government, but to obey hereby. Act 6. With us, all members must proclaim their nationality, and we are teaching our people their nationality and their divine creed, that they may know that they are part and partial of this said government, and know that they are not Negroes, colored folks, black people, or Ethiopians. Because these names were given to slaves by slaveholders in 1779, 
and lasted until 1865, during the time of slavery. But this is a new era of time now, and all men now must proclaim their free national name to be recognized by the government in which they live and the nations of the earth. This is the reason why Allah, the great God of the universe, ordained Noble Juali, the prophet, to redeem his people from their sinful ways. The Moorish Americans are the descendants of the ancient Moabites who inhabited the northwestern and southwestern shores of Africa. Act 7. All members must promptly attend their meetings and become part and partial of all uplifting acts of the Moorish Science Temple of America. Members must pay their dues and keep in line with all necessities of the Moorish Science Temple of America. Then you are entitled to the name of faithful. Husband, you must support your wife and children. Wife, you must obey your husband and take care of your children and look after the duties of your household. Sons and daughters must obey father and mother and be industrious and become part of the uplifting of fallen humanity. All Moorish Americans must keep their hearts and minds pure with love and their bodies clean with water. This divine covenant is from your holy prophet, Noble through the guise of his father, God Allah, Noble Jurali, founder, Moorish Americans. Allah, the father of the universe, the father of love, truth, peace, freedom, and justice. Allah is my protector, my guide, and my salvation by night and by day. Through his holy prophet, Juali. Amen. The Moorish Science Temple of America, home office of Noble Juali, home office, Chicago, Illinois, USA. Islam, Islam, Islamism. Peace and love, y'all. All right. Islamism, gratitude, brother. All right, uh, brother. I see, uh, Brother Kobe, would you please read the writs of our prophet, Islam? Islam, Grand Sheik. Arise, give perfect praise to our great God, Allah. Rise, give honors to our prophet, Noah Jawali. Rise, give honors to the forerunner, Marcus Messiah Garvey, the harbinger. Rise, give honors to all ills and bays, all Muslims on the call and on the planet. Prophet warns all Muslims to be read in every meeting. I hereby inform our members they must end all radical speeches while at work, in their homes, and on the streets. We are for peace and not destruction. Stop flashing your cards to Europeans. It causes confusion. Remember, your card is for your salvation. Failure to obey these orders will be a severe consequence. We are for love, truth, peace, freedom. And when these principles are violated, justice must then take its course. Any member or group of members who hold malicious feelings towards the temple or the prophet or violate the divine covenant of the Moorish movement will receive their rewards from Allah for their unjust deeds. All true Moors will and must obey the law laid down to them by their prophet. If they lose confidence in their prophet, they should turn in their card and button, cease wearing their turban and fez, and return to the state where I, the prophet, found you. It's a holy and divine movement founded by the prophet Noble Juali, and the prophet is not right, the temple is not right. The prophet, therefore, is sending out a divine plea to all Moorish Americans they do their part in protecting the prophet and the temple. This is an everlasting movement founded by the prophet through the will of Allah to redeem his people from their sinful ways. Peace. Noble Juali. To be proclaimed in every meeting. Islam. I am glad to know I have a few faithful Moors among you all and desire for them to know the truth and the divine truth. There is a host of jealousy about me and the movement now by the same people of our side of the nation that claimed that I was a joke and unreal. But now since they found out from the government officials and the nations of the earth that this is the only sole foundation that all Ajax must depend upon for their earthly salvation as American citizens, they are working every scheme that they can to disqualify me so they may take charge of the situation. 
I have notified all these things to you long ago in the past. It is through the faithful Moors that attribute to the movement and uplifting funds. The ones that pay the divine respects to me and the movement will be remembered. That is why I'm calling upon all faithful Moors to increase their faithfulness to me, your prophet, and your divine Moors movement. I need finance and I need it badly. Never before have I needed finances so badly as I do at present so I can shove aside the discord that is facing the nation. It all comes through jealousy because of my fame and nobility. The nation of the world would not recognize the movement without I, the prophet, being hit. It has been proven by my work, which I have performed in the past few years. Prophet, Noble Ali. To the members of the Moor Science Temple of America, Islam, this is instruction from your prophet, Noble Ali. Be faithful unto your forefather divine and national creed, that you will be blessed for your good deeds that you sow in the flesh. Allah is the one that judges the world, and his judgment is on now, but the weak can comprehend it not. Then the times are drawing near. So says Allah to his divine prophet, I know Ali. And that's why many hearts have turned to stone. Many have eyes to see, but cannot see, ears to hear, but cannot hear. At least they'll be confounded of their sins. These are the trying hours now, dear Moors, and every evil spirit is moving. And they are trying every weak mind to overthrow and drag out the true foundation that has been laid and to cause confusion in the minds of the ones that do believe. But if you have the true love of Allah and the spirit of your forefathers, you fear not what you hear or see, but will sacrifice the utmost of your very life to protect your movement and your profit. Watch your enemies, dear Moors. Your enemies are the ones that speak against your profit and ridicule him to the very lowest and the ones that speak against your divine and national principles of your temples. Act accordingly, and Allah will bless you for your good work. Peace, your divine prophet, Noble Juali. Islam, Islam, Islamism. Happy Sunday, Muslims. Islam and gratitude, brother. Uh, Sister Lachelle, would you please read our additional laws? Islam, I rise to give all perfect praise to the great Father God Allah, honors to the Prophet Noble Juali, honors to the forerunner Marcus Messiah Garvey, honors to all Muslims all over the world, questionary and additional laws for Moorish Americans by the Prophet Noble Juali, Act 1, grand sheiks and governors and heads of all temple, all business, each said temple must be approved by the Prophet Noble Juali. Before acting upon by any members, let it be finance, property, or any line of life that will cause the members to sacrifice finance, ETC, that will cause the support of any group of members. Any formal officer that violates these laws is subject to be removed from his office under a heavy restriction, ETC, by the prophet or the grand chief. Act two, all members are to attend their adept meetings and their public meetings promptly. If a member is found standing around on their meeting period, shall be fined 50 cents on the first case. And on the second, he will be fined $1, which will go on your emergency fund. If a member is working, his monthly dues must be paid. And if he has money in the bank, 
he must subscribe for as much as he is able to the more uplifting funds because it takes finance to uplift the nation. Act three, it is the lawful and divine duty of every good member if he is able in finance to aid me in saving the nation. And if he does not, he is an enemy to the cause of uplifting his own people and justice must catch you. Let it be he or she according to love, truth, peace, freedom, and justice as I have the power invested in my hands and I will have to enforce the law in order to save the nation. Act four, all members while making a public speech must not use any assertion against the American flag or speak radical against the church or any member of any organized group because we are to teach love, truth, peace, freedom, and justice. Act five, all members must promptly attend their meetings and send their children to Sunday school. And the teacher must confirm itself to the questionnaire and let every member exercise his five senses was able to do so because out of your Sunday school comes the guiders of the nation. Act six, with us, all members must proclaim their nationality and we're teaching our people their nationality and their divine creed that they may know that they are a part and parcel of this said government and know that they are not Negroes, colored folks, black people or Ethiopians because these names were given to slaves by slaveholders in 1779 and lasting until 1865 during the time of slavery. But this is a new era of time now. All men now must proclaim their free national name to be recognized by the government in which they live in the nations of the earth. This is the reason why Allah, the great God of the universe, ordained Noble Jew Ali, the prophet, to redeem his people from their sinful ways. The Moorish Americans are the descendants of the ancient Moabites who inhabited the northwestern and southwestern shores of Africa. Act seven, all members must promptly attend their meetings and become a part and a parcel of all uplifting acts of the Moorish Science Temple. Members must pay their dues and keep in mind with all necessities of the Moorish Science Temple. Then you are entitled to the name of faithful. Husband, you must support your wife and children. Wife, you must obey your husband and take care of your children and look after the duties of your household. Sons and daughters must obey father and mother and be industrious and become part of the uplifting of fallen humanity. All Moorish Americans must keep their hearts and mind pure with love and their bodies clean with water. This divine covenant is from your holy prophet, Noble Jarali, through the guidance of his father, God Allah. Islam, peace and blessings. All right, Islam and gratitude, sister. Uh, brother Seymour Bay, would you please read the divine warning? Islam, Grand Sheikh. First, I rise and give praise to the Most High, Father of the universe, the great God Allah. I give honors to his holy prophet, Noble Jarali, for bringing us our divine creed and nationality. Honors to the forerunner to the prophet, our brother Marcus Messiah Garvey, for paving the way. Honors to all the members of the Moorish Science Temple of America and to all you faithful Muslims on the call. Peace and blessings. A divine warning by the prophet for the nations. The citizens of all free national governments, according to their national constitution, are all of one family bearing one free national name. Those who fail to recognize the free national name of their constitutional government are classed as undesirables and are subject to all inferior names and abuses and mistreatments that the citizens care to bestow upon them. And it is a sin for any group of people to violate the national constitutional laws of a free national government and cling to the names and the principles that delude to slavery. 
I, the prophet, was prepared by the great God Allah to warn my people to repent from their sinful ways and go back to that state of mind to their forefathers' divine and national principles that they will be law-abiders and receive their divine right as citizens according to the free national constitution that was prepared for all free national beings. They are to claim their own free national name and religion. There is but one issue for them to be recognized by this government and of the earth, and it comes only through the connection of the Moorish divine national movement, which is incorporated in this government and recognized by all other nations of the world. And through it, they and their children can receive their divine rights, unmolested by other citizens, that they can cast a free national ballot at the polls under the free national constitution of the state's government and not under a granted privilege as has been the existing condition for many generations. You who doubt whether I, the prophet, and my principles are right for the redemption of my people, go to those that know law in the city hall and among the officials in your government and ask them under an intelligent tone, and they will be glad to render you a favorable reply, for they're glad to see me bring you out of darkness into light. Money doesn't make the man. It is the free national standards and power that makes a man and a nation. The wealth of all national governments gold and silver and commerce belong to the citizens alone and without your national citizenship by name and principles you have no true wealth and i'm hereby calling on all true citizens that stand for a national free government and the enforcement of the constitution to help me in my great missionary work because i need all support from all true american citizens of the united states of america help me to save my people who have fallen from the constitutional laws of the government I'm depending on your support to get them back to the constitutional fold again, that they will learn to love instead of hate and will live according to love, truth, peace, freedom, and justice, supporting our free national constitution of the United States of America. I love my people and I desire their unity and mine back to their own free national and divine standard because day by day they have been violating the national constitutional laws of their government by claiming names and principles that are unconstitutional. If Italians, Greeks, English, Chinese, Japanese, Turks, and Arabians are forced to proclaim their free national name and religion before the constitutional government of the United States of America, it is no more than right that the law should be enforced upon all other American citizens alike. In all other governments, when a man is born and raised there and asks for his national descent name, and if he fails to give it, he is misused, imprisoned, or exiled. Any group of people that fail to answer up to the constitutional standards of law by name and principles, because to be a citizen of any government, you must claim your national descent name because they place their trust upon issue and names formed by their forefathers. The word Negro deludes in the Latin language to the word nigger, the same as the word colored deludes to anything that is painted, varnished, and dyed. And every nation must bear a national descent name of their forefathers, because honoring thy fathers and thy mothers, your days will be lengthened upon this earth. These names have never been recognized by any true American citizen of this day. Through your free national name, you are known and recognized by all nations of the earth that are recognized by said national government in which they live. The 14th and 15th Amendments brought the North and the South in unit, placing the Southerners, who were at that time without power, with the constitutional body of power. And at that time, 1865, the free national constitutional law that was enforced since 1774 declared all men equal and free. And if all men are declared by the free national constitution to be free and equal, 
since that constitution has never been changed, there is no need for the application of the 14th and 15th Amendments for the salvation of our people and citizens. So there isn't but one supreme issue for my people to use to redeem that which was lost, and that is through the above statements. Then the lion and the lamb can lie down together in yonder hills, and neither will be harmed, because love, truth, peace, freedom, and justice will be reigning in this land. In those days, the United States will be one of the greatest civilized and prosperous governments of the world. But if the above principles are not carried out by the citizens and my people in this government, the worst is yet to come, because the great God of the universe is not pleased with the works that are being performed in North America by my people, and this great sin must be removed from the land to save it from enormous earthquakes, diseases, ETC. And I, the prophet, do hear and believe that this administration of the government being more wisely prepared by more genius citizens that believe in their free national constitution and laws. And through the help of such classes of citizens, I, the prophet, truly believe that my people will find the true and divine way of their forefathers and learn to stop serving carnal customs and merely ideas of man that have never done them any good, but have always harmed them. So I, the prophet, am hereby calling aloud with a divine plea to all true American citizens to help me to remove this great sin which has been committed and is being practiced by my people in the United States of America, because they know it is not the true and divine way. And without understanding, they have fallen from the true light into utter darkness of sin. And there's not a nation on earth today that will recognize them socially, religiously, politically, economically, ETC, in their present condition of their endeavorment in which they themselves try to force upon a civilized world. They will not refrain from their sinful ways of action and their deeds have brought Jim Crowism segregation, and everything that brings harm to human beings on earth. And they have fought the Southerner for all these great misuses. But I have traveled in the South and have examined the conditions there. And it is the works of my people continuously practicing the things which bring dishonor, disgrace, and disrespect to any nation that lives the life. And I'm hereby calling on all true American citizens for moral support and finance to help me in my great missionary work to bring my people out of darkness into marvelous light. From the prophet, Islam, Islam, Islamism. Peace and blessings, family. Islam and gratitude, brother. Gratitude. Uh, we are going to be reading from our Quran questionnaire today. And we'll be going over questions <clears throat> 61 through 70. All right, here we go more. So uh, what we're going to do first, I just want to just um, go over these questions. And before we do that, we're just going to read them. Whether you read them out loud or read them in your head, please uh, read along with me. And then we're going to go back over the questions and we'll open up the floor to uh, questions. All right. So just starting off, let's go to question 61. What is the modern name of these angels? Speaking about the ones guarding the holy city of Mecca to keep the unbelievers away. What is the modern name of these angels? Asiatics. What is the shade of their skin? Olive. Are the Moorish Americans any relation to those angels? Yes, we all have the same father and mother. Give five names that are given to the descendants of Adam and Eve. Lucifer, Satan, devil, dragon, and beast. What is the devil sometimes called? Lower self. How many selves are there? Two. 
Name them. Higher self and lower self. What people represent the higher self? The angels who protect the holy city of Mecca. What people represent the lower self? Those who were cast out of the holy city and those who accept their teachings. Question 70, what is the higher self? The higher self is the mother of the virtues and the harmonies of life and breeds justice, mercy, love, and right. Islam. So let's go back up here. Um, And of course, if anyone wants to share anything about the questions, please chime in. So just going back up there, who is guarding the holy city of Mecca to keep the unbelievers away, just to put some visuals to that. All right. Okay, so looking at this from an earthly perspective, who is guarding the holy city of Mecca today to keep the unbelievers away, angels? And this is speaking about in the 1920s and the prophet put this out in 1928, right? The Saudi, um, the same man who's in the cover of the Quran, right? In the cover of the Quran, it says, Sultan Abdul Aziz Abu Saud, all right? He conquered or he unified the several tribes in Mecca or in Medina in that area, which wound up becoming Saudi Arabia, named after his family, right? And his family line is still the ones who rule this area. So like in Saudi Arabia, right, it says meet the female Saudi officers guarding the, um, guarding um, basically this, this same um, humongous arena, right? It's in the center of Mecca. And um, for the longest, um, people couldn't even go to this area unless they were Muslims, right? It wasn't open to everyone. It wasn't open to unbelievers, okay? And so they were actually, um, and there's more to it than that. Like he unified the tribes under Islam. Everyone's practicing Islam. Everyone's practicing Sunni Islam. He helped to spread that. Um, form or sect of Islam and um, setting up Islamic law as well okay or Sharia law so you have an Islamic government so it's a big deal and this is um, for the most part this is this is what they're speaking on right just keeping it simple okay so moving on to question 61 what is the modern name for those angels Asiatics, right? So it's saying um, these people, right, are Asiatics as well as these people, right? That's the Honorable Elijah Muhammad, but he, he's, you know, one of us. He's from um, Georgia. I believe he was born in Georgia. So um, it's just saying that they're of this, <coughs> excuse me, of the same race, okay? So not trying to separate all oh, the Arabs over there or whatever. No, they're, they're Asiatics. And then also going back to Asiatics, speaking about that, um, I think uh, briefly touched on that, but just saying, and this is speculation. So, you know, I, I could be wrong, but just that term Asia, because if we roll back up the questions, um, 58, it says, where did they go? Speaking about Adam and Eve, 
right? Where did they go? They went into Asia. What is the modern name given to their children? Asiatics, okay? And then who's guarding the holy city of Mecca today to keep the unbelievers away? Angels. What is the modern name for these angels? Asiatics, okay? So just looking at that, just speculating on that, right? We understand that there's a spiritual term or a spiritual understanding of that word Asia as well. And that Asia actually compromises the, the physical reality or the denser reality that we're in, that, that we think that we're in right now, the physical world, right? From the Kabbalah perspective, Asia is the last of the four spiritual worlds, okay? Um, as it says here, right? It is the region where the Ophanim rule and where they promote the hearing of prayers, support human endeavor, and combat evil, okay? And um, as you can see from this chart, right, looking at it from a Kabbalah perspective, Asia is right there, right? That's earth. That's where we are. But in the physical realm, right, dense reality, okay? That's just one way of looking at it. But that's also why we will be Asiatics. Like you may have heard people say we're the original people, right? We're Asiatics. We're the original people, okay? Um <clears throat> So let's keep going. Um, what is the modern name for those angels, Asiatics? And then question 62, what is the shade of their skin? What is the shade of their skin? Olive. Okay. And then also just to, once again, put put some visuals to that too. Um, you know, why is the prophet using olive? He's trying to get us away from skin colors you know, using colors, colorable law. colorable law, yeah. We don't want to describe ourselves with colors. So you think of olives, you, a lot of us think of either green or black, right? But there's so many shades in between that. Just getting to that point, you have tan, light tan, brown, right? All of these different skin tones, but they all fall under the same family tree. So he's just letting us know that, right? You know, olive, doesn't matter whether you're talking about this, what, high yellow, like all these different you know, shades of brown or tan or whatever, right? All of these people are Asiatic. So it doesn't matter if you're dark, light, brown, tan, doesn't matter. You get it? It's all, you know, it's it's all encompassing almost. Okay? And that's why olive is used, right? Because you have this huge family of humans, so these people in modern days have all these different nationalities, okay? They could be in Indonesia. They could be in um, Mozambique. Be here, of course, in North America. And just in North America, you have all this stuff. But like, you know, all over the world, the Aborigines in Australia, like everywhere you go, almost everyone is Asiatic. Almost everybody. All right. So this is a huge human family. And so the prophet is um, returning this wisdom to us. Of course, we're to stand on love, right? Love, truth, peace, freedom, and justice. So we're not, you know, teaching hate or anything, even if, you know, people aren't Asiatic, right? We're not doing that anything anyway, but the prophet is returning this wisdom to us that we all, um, we all are of the same family, like question 63, are the Moorish Americans any relation to those angels? Yes, 
we all have the same father and mother. So it's the same family. And that's why we have that clasped hand, right? The symbol of unity with the hand clasp on there, the uniting of Asia, right? That's the uniting of Asia. The hand press, right? This is just like an international symbol for unity, right? So the hand press, the uniting of Asia, right? That's what's on the back of the Quran too. You turn your Quran over, it's going to say at the bottom says the uniting of Asia. All right. And so with even with all these different um, nationalities and different, you know, different ethnicities, we're all Asiatic. All right. And so this gives us a, you know, um, a reason to to work with each other. We have the universal truth and understanding of, of who we truly are. Right. We also understand, too, that we have a common divine origin. Okay. Common divine origin. Matter of fact, let's look at that. Let's look at chapter 45. The divine origin of the Asiatic nations. We look at starting in verse three, it says. The Egyptians who were the Hamatites. And of a direct descendant of Misram, the Arabians, the seed of Hagar, Japanese and Chinese, the Hindus of India, the descendants of the ancient Canaanites, Hittites and Moabites from the land of Canaan, the Asiatic nations and countries in North, South and Central America, the Moorish Americans and Mexicans in North America, Brazilians, Argentinians, Chileans in South America, Colombians, Nicaraguans, and the natives of San Salvador and Central America, ETC, all of these are Muslims. It also says the Turks are the true descendants of Hagar, who are the chief protectors of the Islamic creed of Mecca. Okay, so I'm going to stop right there. But you can go back into your Quran and read over chapter 45. But this, this, is, this is almost all-encompassing, right? So it's almost everybody. We have this huge family. And then this divine, just the divine origin of the Asiatic nation. So even if they don't know, we know it. All right. So while you have one group of people pushing for war, you know, maybe pushing separation, pushing the differences and all these things that we have, we, we understand our common bonds. All right. We understand, even though we separate into the world, the, the bonds that tie us together. And that's, that's supremely important because we're returning to the source. Religion means to bind back, binding back to something. We're binding back to the source. We're returning to the ways of our ancestors. We can't do that if we're caught up in little petty differences. Okay, so we see beyond that. All right, and um, so 63, Morris Americans, any relation to those angels? Yes, we all have, all have the same father and mother. We covered that. So from an earthly perspective, yeah, we're, we're all related. Okay? Give the five names that are given to the descendants of Adam and Eve. And then the answer here, this is, you know, this may take some looking into to see what's really being said here. The answer is Lucifer, Satan, devil, dragon, and beast. All right? And, um... 
we looking at question 59 going back to 59 what does it say um speaking about adam and eve the modern name given to their children is asiatics but then coming here saying give the five names that are given to the descendants of adam and eve and it's saying lucifer satan devil dragon and beast so it must be talking about something different here right when you're saying descendants all right so it may not necessarily be talking about the people now again talking about asiatics right it's something else descended from the first people right did the first people even have belly buttons right did the first people have a lower self right if we go to um chapter one in our quran where it's speaking about the um creation and the fall of man we know that at one point you know our vibratory rate was so high that we weren't purely physical beings we know that at one point there was no need to consume other creatures or even when like when we're eating plants and animals i see you brother kobe let me finish this one thing so even when we're eating plants right or just fruits and vegetables we're still consuming something that's alive still right and so this wasn't how it always was it wasn't how it always was so we used to be able to to um get our energy from the ethers but as we began more and more dense more and more into this physical world this asia right this world that we're in it became asiatics now right that's that's when the lower self that nature that carnal nature began to take hold and began manifest okay that's what i think this is speaking on islam brother i yield the floor brother kobe Islam, Grand Sheikh, I rise and give praise to our great God, Allah, and our prophet, Noble Juali. I just wanted to camelback uh, from just looking at history, and I don't know how they depict the time, but if you look at history and time, say with pharaohs, there were, well, I want to say, 13 or 14 dynasties of pharaohs that lasted like 6,000 years. So... If, a gener- if 14 generations was 6,000 years, we had to be on a different vibration in order to live that long. Islam, are you at the floor? Islam. And um, just to come back to what you're saying, like, you know, with these dynasties that lasted for all this time and ruled um, just for, for one person to be ruling for hundreds of thousands of years, that would seem like it's not, not even realistic to us, but they weren't purely physical. It's possible that we're speaking about before they fully came into um, this manifest with the lower self. So um, going back to chapter one, right? The creation and fall of man. Um, Looking down um, in like the third paragraph, it says, hark now, let every creature hear the plane of the souls, but the ether of the spirit plane vibrating not so fast. And in the slower rhythm of this plane, the essence of life are manifest. The perfumes and the odors, the true sensations, and the all of love manifest. Okay. And so it's beginning to speak about the other planes 
and how we come into the physical. Upon the boundary of the plane of soul, the ether began to vibrate slower still, and the essences took on a final garb. So this is, um, once again, speculating about Asia being the, the physical world. They took on a final garb. The perfumes and the odors and the true sensations and the all of the love were clothed in flesh and man was clothed in flesh. Okay, so perfected man must pass through all the ways of life. And so a carnal was full manifest. Speaking about this lower self coming in to manifest. A carnal nature was full manifest, a nature that sprang forth from fleshy things. Without a foe, a soldier never knows his strength. Okay, so eventually it's going to take hold. That's why this is saying give the five names that are given to the descendants of Adam and Eve and then Saint Lucifer, Satan, Devil, Dragon, and Beast. Um, and so this carnal nature soon became a foe that man must fight, that he might be the strength of Allah made manifest. Okay, and so, um, you know, there was a time even um, because time never was when man was not where before this physical garb was um, fully manifest, you know, where you, you, you had people, right, who weren't purely physical beings who didn't even have a lower self. They didn't even have it. And so that's why, like, be, previously, when it's saying, speaking about Adam and Eve, it's speaking in the plural. Who were Adam and Eve? They are the mother's plural and father's plural of the human family, right? Speaking on these people who are starting to become physical people, right? Not one man and woman, Asiatics and Muslims. And then now we're going, we're speaking about it from a spiritual level. Like what are the names given to the descendants of them? Like the descendants speaking about that, that carnal nature that came into manifest and the names that are given to it or the characteristics that the carnal nature has, so when we look at that, those five names, those five names each carry characteristics with it. And we're given those names so that, you know, as Muslims, we can study and understand the characteristics that the lower nature has so that we can recognize these thoughts that spring forth as coming from the carnal nature and not coming from Allah, spirit man, right? The higher self. And so this is important. So when we're looking at question 64, and it says, Lucifer, Satan, devil, dragon, and beast, we must stop and, and, um, and understand what, what these characteristics are. What is this really telling us, right? So just briefly, there's five personalities that are being um, pointed out to us so that we recognize these types of thoughts when they come up. We know that's the, that's the um, this is how the lower self operates. So we know that when... Um, Okay, Satan. Satan is the deceiver, the adversary, invites disobedience to Allah. We know when we have these types of thoughts, oh, that's the lower self, that's Satan. Devil represents the accuser, the slanderer. So when we want to accuse someone, slander someone, we know that's the lower self. That's the devil. We're not thinking of some mystical devil out there. We, we understand this is the carnal nature, the carnal mind. This is how it operates right? Lucifer is the intellectual mind, just pure intellect without the illumination of the spiritual mind. So it's false light. 
right? And dragon is greed, passion, lust, ignorance, perversion. Dragon is everything that's earthbound. And the beast also kind of crosses over into that, but that's gross materialism, right? So these types of thoughts, this is, this is how the lower self comes. It's cunning, right? It, you know, doesn't, you know, these types of thoughts come through, but you, if we don't understand what's happening, we don't even realize that this is the carnal nature, right? So this information is given to us so that we can truly be successful. Islam, brother Jackson Bay, I yield the floor. Islam, peace and love. I got a question. Um, is there a difference between the descendant nature of the beast and the etheric plane of beasts, Islam? Islam, um, that's a good question. Can you um, expound on that further for us? Um, Islam, no, I just, uh, I got theories. I don't want to cause any confusion or anything. I just got theories. Uh, I guess my theory is that uh, the theory plainer. I I don't got it all the way cleared out, but I believe that one of the etheric plane of the beast, when man fell, so did the beast fall, right? And um, so basically, um, the way how I look at the Elohim or the chakra system from the Moorish perspective, um, is the plane of protoplast. It would be the root chakra. But because if we look at, if we cl- closely look at um, the descendant nature and the way it lists from Lucifer going down to Lucifer being the throat chakra and then going down to beast, the beast being at the root chakra or the protoplast, the plane of protoplast, it would seem to me that the beast fell into the plane of protoplast and now it's stuck into gross materialism. But this is just a theory. Um, Islam. Islam, brother. Um, definitely I would advise writing your thoughts down and, um, I mean, I would just advise writing it down and even maybe even compiling that together like a book. Cause that, it sounds inter- very interesting. Like seriously, I would have to look over that a couple of times just to, to grasp it, to, you know, to wrap my head around it. But the question was, um, like, is there similarities or what's the difference between the etheric plane of the beast and um the same beast of the the the, uh, lower self the name one of the names for the lower self i'm sorry if i messed up that question but for the most part i got it oh no you had it right is it is there a difference between the etheric plane and the descended nature of beast islam islam all right so yeah now, I don't have the answer. <laughs> yeah. Islam. But uh, we should look into it and, and write some, you know, write our thoughts down on that. Gratitude. Gratitude. I just wanted to share with the world. Islam. Def- Thank you. Gratitude. All right. Islam. And then um, going to 65, what is the devil sometimes called? The lower self. We get that too, just from what was being read. And um, from chapter one, right, where it's saying, um, where it's, it's, it's giving you the description of what happened. The vibration rate starts to slow down. We start to become more dense. And so a carnal was full manifest, a nature that sprang forth from fleshy things. It sprang forth from this physical realm. It, it didn't exist prior to that. 
right? And that's why it's finite. It has an end. And then without a foe, a soldier never knows his strength. And so it became something that started to take the forefront. As um, we've spoken about this before, but in the Bible, when you're getting the descript, the um, the creation story in Genesis, right? It's um, like, okay, in the Quran, okay, we're given the creation story, the creation and fall of man. You're given your true nature, what you originate from. And, and for the most part, why you're here and what this battle is about, like you, you need to realize that, what your divine origin is, what your source is. And now you have to subdue this carnal self and return to the source. In Genesis, we're given a story that God created the heavens and the earth. He created everything, created the the animals, well, created man and then the animals and everything, right? And God rested. He went to sleep. It never says that God woke up. They left that part out. Maybe that part of or scroll when they were compiling the Bible, maybe it even said that God went to sleep and became his creation. And they just decided to leave it out. Who knows? But it doesn't say that he woke up. <laughs> it never says that. Okay, so they left it out, but that's what happened. He went to sleep and woke up as the creation. He became his creation. Okay, and so they left it out. And so this is like kind of this is um well not kind of this is completing that that narrative, giving you a fuller picture on what happened. Okay, and so that's why the devil is sometimes called the lower self. When is it not called um the devil? Right? When is the lower self not called the devil? Because it says sometimes. It doesn't say that the lower self is always the devil. It can't always be the devil for one reason because it's finite, it's limited to the physical world. The physical world does not last forever, okay? It has a beginning and an end. So that's one reason why it's only sometimes called the devil. But another reason is because the only reason the lower self would be called the devil from our perspective is because it became this foe that man must fight, that he might be the strength of Allah made manifest. The higher must subdue the lower self. Once you have subdued your lower self, it's no longer the devil. What does his name become? Servant. Instead of being the devil, it becomes a servant. That's it. So it's not even really the enemy or anything like that. It's just that if if the madman is running things, right, and they're running everything into the ground, you're going to see it as a foe until you get back on time. Now you can put them back in this place here. You, you go over here and mop this stuff up, you know, give them something that they can handle. And now it's not the devil anymore. It's a servant. That's what it's supposed to be. That It'll be happier in that position because then it can do its job. It can't run the world. But that's why things look so crazy now because everybody's stuck in their lower self. And these are the people that are trying to run things. They're running everything into the ground, right? Polluting the oceans, doing all this terrible stuff. Okay? And so that's why it says, what is the devil sometimes called? Sometimes it's called the lower self because it's out of order. But when it's back in order, it is servant now. And, um, you know, like you're supposed to be riding on the horse. The horse is not supposed to be on your back 
<laughs> you know, you, that's not how things go. So back in order, everything's fine, and it's the servant. Okay. Um, how many selves are there? This divine wisdom is being revealed to us too. Right? We live in a world of duality. That's everywhere. That's universal. So this is, once again, just a physical representation of something that is etheric, something that is even beyond the physical. And that's why also it says, um, without a foe, a soldier never knows his strength. So the duality is something that you can't escape. It's everywhere. It's a universal principle. So there's two selves. There's a higher and a lower. And we have to get back um, in order, right? So you see that yin and yang symbol, right? What does it say here? Briefly put, the meaning of yin and yang is that the universe is governed by what? Cosmic duality. Sets of two opposing and complementing principles or cosmic energies that can be observed in nature. That's all in that simple symbol, the yin and yang. Okay? So this is something that even in the plane of soul, even in the spirit plane, there will be some type of cosmic duality that's going to be, um, it's going to manifest itself in that realm. So in the physical world, this is one thing that we're dealing with. There's all, you can't escape it. Okay? So it's universal. It's cosmic. And this is how it manifests in the physical realm, higher and lower self. And so this is divine wisdom that's being returned to us so that we can truly be successful. And so that we, we're not looking to anyone else. We don't have to ask anyone else, is this right? Am I doing the right thing? Am I really a more? Like, no, we don't, you don't have to bounce around anymore. If, if anyone's like bouncing around, like, I'm not sure if I should do this. I'm going to be a Hebrew Israelite tomorrow. Like, give it up. You don't have to bounce around anymore. You can do this with confidence. We have divine instructions. This is cosmic. This is universal. So from the earthly perspective, yeah, it's the higher, name them, higher self and lower self, right? An internal battle. Okay, and we're, that, that's why the prophet gave us the keys, right? In the beginning of the crime, gives you the whole story. This is what you're really here for. And then begins to give you the tools, each one of us, the tools on how to subdue the lower self. All right. Uh, Islam, uh, Brother Jackson Bay, I yield the floor. Islam, uh, can we back on the whole idea of the lowest, highest self, lowest self, and understand the lowest self, sometimes called the devil. And we understand the devil as being a supernatural um, power or entity, right? So, um, uh, along with Allah and angels and stuff. So, um, the duality and understanding. I was been I've been in church this past week. Um, you know, just dealing with family. And uh, one thing that stood out to me that um, it was an old Bible verse, and it says, "For we not battle against flesh and blood, but we battle against um, principalities and spiritual wickedness in high places." So the high place would be our mind, which the devil and our higher nature goes to war. So that's that's when you was going about the higher self and lower self. That's definitely what um, that's one um thing that reminded me Islam. Islam, brother, gratitude and, and yeah, thank you for adding that. So um, you know, this is something that we we just there's no way of escaping it, right? 
So this is just what we see in the physical realm, but there's always going to be that duality. Okay. And um, let's go on. Okay. So uh, then we have 68, what people represent the higher self, the angels who protect the holy city of Mecca. So um, this could have, could have uh, another meaning, like a spiritual significance. I won't really um, want to, I don't really want to touch on that right now, but just um, from the physical perspective, going back to the fact that you had the the king, right? Uh, the Sultan, Abdul uh, Aziz Ibn Saud, he's unifying everyone. They're keeping the unbelievers away right? They're establishing Islamic rule, Islamic government, which look, corruption comes into play. Why? We were just talking about it. You had the yin and yang. Everybody know what I'm saying? Like no one is sitting up here saying that Saudi Arabia and all that stuff was perfect, but that they did, did everything right. Okay. There's no way around this. Like if, if knowing that, um, there's corruption or the things aren't going to work out perfect. If that's going to um, turn you off, you, you shouldn't even have came here to earth because there's always going to be yin and yang. All right. So um, just looking at this, the principles of what they did, they set up an Islamic government. It has the potential, unlimited potential for, you know, success and for righteousness. But you know, somebody's gonna get in there and mess things up or somebody's gonna be operating off of greed or something right so it's you know but it's just saying in principle right they established islamic law they showed that it could be done and they could unify all these people together and um um have an effect on the whole islamic world right and so yeah you know at that time they would have been seen as the angels who protected the holy city of mecca Okay, and then what people represent the lower self, those who were cast out of the holy city and those who accepted their teaching. Okay, and um, if you look at that time period, right, it was like they're basically at war because you had all these different tribes who were, um, they had to get run out of Mecca and Medina basically by, by um, Ibn Saud. They had like the Wahhabist movement going on. They're like setting up these Islamic fundamentals. They're trying to preserve the teachings of the Prophet Muhammad. And um, from one perspective, you got people who are against that and definitely didn't want that being established, you know, Islamic government and law. Nah, they were against it. They got ran out of the holy city. They cast out. So everyone who accepted their teachings all of these people, right? They represented the lower self. There's other ways of looking at that too. Um, what is the higher self? The higher self is the mother of the virtues and the harmonies of life and breeds justice, mercy, love, and right. All right. So the higher self is given the feminine, um, feminine principle or feminine uh, attribute, right? Because it gives birth. It breeds. Breed is birthing something. So it gives birth to. It's the source for all the virtues. Remember, the virtues 
Um, we have the 12 step ladder. Let me see if I could get that up here. So you have the 12 virtues. And the reason that's important is because we understand as Muslims that um, as we climb the 12 step ladder, as we attain the virtues, each ver with each virtue that we attain, we further subdue our lower self. And as you further subdue the lower self, you unfold Allah within you, right? It works twofold, right? So with obedience, right? You, you master obedience, right? And there's three steps. There's um, belief, faith, and fruition, right? You believe that this, this can work. That by, you know, having faith, believing in, in, in what um, these principles, that it's going to improve your life. You have faith in it that's stronger than belief. And in fruition, when you're actually acting on this and, and practicing it on a daily basis. So, you know, you don't have to try to work on all 12 of them at the same time. But if um, we've thrown this around for a while, just like making a calendar based off of these, we, we, we should actually do that and just work on um, a virtue, one virtue for each month. But as we obtain each virtue, we subdue the lower self. And so that's why, okay, you mastered obedience and now you're working on modesty. You've climbed up the ladder. And each time you climb the ladder, you further subdue the lower self. And that means you further unfold a lot within you. So who knows what else you're unlocking because we have unlimited capacities. We have no idea what we're capable of doing. No idea. Okay, and yes, the, the um, 12 uh, step ladder also tied into the... Um, the zodiac the houses of the zodiac but um so it's the the higher self is the mother of virtues right and the harmonies of life it breeds justice mercy love and right right it gives birth to these things these principles okay it it, it gives rise to all the harmonies in life islam um, does anybody have any questions or anything you would like to add or ask? All right, Islam, brother Jackson Bay. Um, Islam, I've been uh, talking with my father, and uh, you know he's a Christian. You know, a lot of my family's Christian, but what brings their interest? Um, above uh what brings interest is um when i said that jesus uh, reincarnated into prophet muhammad um and i tell people that and i can't really give a, a a super description of it i just say this is our islamic expression that differs from you know sunni or shiite um muslims or the muslims of the east can you give me any a better way to explain to um, my family who's Christian that Jesus Christ reincarnated into Prophet Muhammad, the conqueror. Peace and love. Um, off the top of my head, I can't, but I know there's a verse. Um, I don't even know what book it's in where it speaks about someone else coming after Jesus, just like there's one in the Quran, right? Where it, it speaks of, um, of the one who's going to come after the Prophet Muhammad. But, you know, there's probably more than one, but I know of one in particular. So if I could find it, I'll send it to you. But, um, you know, it's good to to um, also read around it so you know whether or not it's being taken out of context, too. But um, 
you know, that's something else that you could share, you know, so that people can can see that this was even spoken about in in the, you know, the holy books, right? That, hey, this was foretold of in the Bible right here. It's right there in Matthew 12, you know, and show people that. Islam, uh, is are you referring to the, in the Bible to the um one when Jesus said, "I'm gonna send a comforter, a comforter, and his name is Ahmad." I believe. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's it. <laughs> gratitude, what, gratitude. You know what? Where that is? No, I don't. I will look yeah. it up here. What? Yeah, yeah. So he sends a comforter, and his name is Ahmad, and Ahmad is Muhammad. Same, pretty much the same word. And then there's there's also a similar verse like that in the Quran too, speaking about one who would come after the Prophet Muhammad. Which is like why you know well I'm not gonna talk about that right now, sorry. But um <laughs> Islam Moors. Uh, does anyone else have any any questions or anything you would like to um speak on? Um even if it's not about these uh the questionnaire that's fine we want to open up the floor to questions before we close out islam sister islam first and foremost i'd like to rise in your praise to allah honest to his prophet noble dry honest to all of allah's prophets honest to all you muslims in attendance um i just wanted to uh add add a little bit to what the the brother's question about um noble Jua, I mean uh about the prophethood of um well Muhammad coming um after Jesus. I mean when we think about the spirit of a prophet we know that a prophet is divinely prepared from the most high to come and reach the people from amongst the people, right? So the people are usually in turmoil, you know, horrible things are happening to them, you know, slavery and and war, everything, like the people is all the way down at the bottom and they're losing faith. And so a prophet comes with the same message. All the prophets have the same message to get the people back to the connection and the oneness to who they really are and where they really come from, to connect them back to the source. And it's through the mind work. When I say the mind work, I'm saying we have to access the part, the unseen part of our being so that we could come back up to divinity or come back into marvelous light as the prophet said and so when we study this even if we can't find the the scripture where it says um muhammad is a reincarnation of jesus or the prophet noble Jali reincarnate of muhammad we could follow the breadcrumbs right to study the time, the place, the people, and the events that was happening. And we could always see that same spirit, that same energy coming forth 
to resurrect the people. So that's how we could, you know, even people who don't know how to read or, you know, was in bondage mentally and physically who, you know, don't have access to these types of information, especially because when they came for us, when they came to the Moors, they burned all of our books, right? They made sure this knowledge didn't get passed down to us. But we so divine and divinely connected to the source, no matter what happens, we can see the light. We can see that and feel that energy whenever it comes forth because truth don't change. Islam, so I just want to um, add that, add my piece to that. Islam, I yield the floor. Islam, I just wanted to add something too, and then I yield the floor to Brother Kobe. Um, it looks like Jesus just spoke on the comforter um, in John, like 15 and 16. And um, I don't think he named the comforter. I think that's the, the naming of Ahmad, Ahmad is in the Quran, like in, in two surahs, right? Where it speaks about Jesus um, giving the good news of a, a prophet who's going to come after him named Ahmad. So like the Quran kind of completes that, like, so, you know, I don't think that's in the Bible where he actually names it. He just spoke about the comforter coming after him a couple of times. But still, you know, you could show that to people. But um, also read it and make sure it's not out of context. <laughs> Islam, Brother Kobe. Islam, Grand Sheik, Grand Sheik, and Secretary. This is a great bill. Uh, I might be going a little bit left field, but I was just for a couple of past couple of days in some research and thinking. Uh, even as us from being programmed, it's a great thing about the more science and what the prophet gave to us about learning to be yourself and to know yourself. And when you really think, I'm just going to leave this one out there. They always told us that Asia, not land, not meaning that the what we know, but Asia as the continent was the beginning, like Japan and China was the, the rising sun. But if you really look at it now, especially from what was going on. If you really look at it, the far east is Russia that is 55 miles away from Alaska. Kind of that borderline. And then with the Europeans' reconstruction of America, they did say they want to turn the world upside down. Just kind of a thought and then I just was thinking I'm really going to compound some more information on that research. But just to think of that, it it, kind of changes a lot of things because you're thinking that Japan and China is where the sun first was rising and it was rising way over in Russia. And again, in the museums in Russia, we were the first people over there as well. There you have us in the museums. It's something to ponder upon. Islam, I yield the floor. Islam, Islam, brother, I want to add to that, too, because when you said, you know, they turn the world upside down, because when we live down south, I mean, um, well, in South America, in Brazil, when we saw the maps, everything was in the opposite location than where it is right now. I'm saying the northern hemisphere um, continents 
was on the southern hemisphere and everything like the proportions were different as well and that was eye-opening to see because um you know that we already knew we were being lied to right for an agenda but we seen right there how other countries you know because on the on a map down there brazil is bigger than everything else because that that's they map <laughs> right so if you are the storyteller right you're gonna always be the hero islam if you could follow what i'm saying and um even when we look at the movies and stuff like uh pirates of caribbean um i don't know if y'all remember the scene where it was on the ship the black pearl and they had to um rock it until it went upside down so that they could be back in um the right side up of, of everything so yeah th that's what definitely happened in islam but um that's why we studied these teachings because we learned that as above also below and everything that's happening out here in the physical is happening and is occurring within us and that's why we should study it ourselves islam are you the floor Islam and gratitude, Sister uh, Sister Lachelle, I yield the floor. Islam, um, I just wanted to say I'm so glad that the brother mentioned in regards to Russia, because I am also trying to make that connection in um, how it uh, puts us back to our more state. So I'm just I'm very interested in that topic. So when he does do that research. If he could share it, I would be grateful uh, because while I'm looking in on for pictures and things like that to post just some history, uh, there's a very strong connection there. And I also um, am working with a Russian doctor and he made mention of it too to me. So I'm just, um, and he also has African artifacts in the office. So I would be uh, grateful to to learn that information. So Islam, I thank you for that piece. Islam, Islam, like just this bill is is bringing other pieces into the fold that we wasn't even like, you know, up on. And especially like right now with the war, you know, with Russia and Ukraine or whatever. Um, I also have uh, good friends and clients from Russia and they always tell me how the indigenous Russians they say the indigenous Russians they live in northern Russia and they look like Eskimos right because they're they look like real like Asiatic people um Asian-ish people <laughs> instead of the European people that we see walking around Islam so yeah that, that that's definitely deep I yield the floor Islam. This is a this is a great build. Um, all right, appreciate all of you for adding to this. Um, does anyone else have anything they would like to add or um, any questions? Okay, if not, I want to announce without further ado, we're going into the closing of the meeting. <clears throat> Okay, all meetings are to be open and closed promptly according to the circle seven and love, truth, peace, freedom, and justice. For everyone that is able to, please rise and face the east with us for the closing prayer. 
We stand with our heels together, feet at a 45 degree angle, holding up two fingers on the right and five on the left. And you do not need to repeat after me. Allah, bind our hearts and minds back to our ancient forefathers, divine creed and principles. We ask this in thy holy name and the seven Elohim. Amen. Islam. All right. Peace and love. More as this meeting is now adjourned. Peace and love, family. Peace, Peace and love. love. Peace and love.